This is The Playbook. Man, I have a new best friend. This guy, he likes all the things that I like. He's been everywhere. I've listened to him for years. Eddie A. Johnson, he is TV and radio analyst for the Phoenix Suns and Sirius XM's NBA radio. You can catch him there all the time. Uh, welcome to The Playbook, Eddie. My pleasure. Uh, it's, it's just a pleasure to be able to get on your show. Uh, you don't know this, but I, I'm a fan. I, <laughs> I think what you do is tremendous. And, you know, that's what it's all about, uh, is just helping people and, and getting them on track. And, and I thoroughly enjoy listening to you. Well, I appreciate that. And now we're in the mutual admiration society. And, you know, to that end, there has been a transition in our space. That's uh, more entrepreneurial. We're able to take all the situational knowledge and experience that we had by, you know, analyzing sports mm-hmm. and put it into what's needed in business for a sport. And you pick golf as your sport to create an entrepreneurial venture. Why did you pick golf to create a business around? David, I, I was I was lost, man. When I retired from basketball, uh, I mean, I had put so many years of it in my life. And what happens is when you retire, you start to search. (laughs) And it took a year uh, for me. And it was very difficult. My kids were in middle school at the time. I had traveled basically all over the world. I had spent one year in Greece. My family did join me there. But I dragged them everywhere. I played on seven different teams. And, you know, they gave a lot to me. Uh, for me to be able to pursue my dreams. And when I retired, I have to admit, I struggled. Uh, The first year out, because I had so much energy, I had worked since I was 14 years old. I mean, when I was able to figure out that I can go make a paycheck, I worked. And so up until 40 years old, I was busy. And then then all of a sudden, I was done. And I'm sitting in my office, and I'm like, what am I going to do? And so I love to write. And my wife suggested, why don't you just write? Because I was a history major. So, you know, your history major, man, you always write essays and write. (laughs) So it was something that I understood. And I started to write. And and I wrote, basically, I wanted to help kids. So I wrote uh, uh, a video on how I wrote it out. And then I actually went and did it. Uh, of teaching a jump shot, which Eddie is really good at that, Dave. Let me let you know. I still shoot the ball, okay? And lo and behold, it turned into a video that really did well. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to write a book. And so I locked myself in the office, and I had a cabin up north, northern Arizona. I would go up there, and I would just actually just write. And I came out with a book because I wanted to make – I wanted – to point the finger at me, because it's hard for me to be critical of somebody knowing that I did the same thing. So I said, why not make it critical of yourself and people will learn from your mistakes and your road. And I wrote a book called You Big Dummy. I love it. And Sanford and Son was my favorite show uh, back in the day. And he would always call his son Lamont, You Big Dummy. But it was a term of endearment. He loved his son. And, and so I wrote the book and the book did well. And so that was my year of being off from basketball. And then I said, you know what, Eddie, you love to talk. You know, why not turn that into, you know, something you can go out and do? And so that's when my TV career started, my radio career started, and then public speaking. 
And so the transition wasn't easy, but I got there. Yeah, it was more a repurpose uh, than a retirement. And uh, I remember back, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm a, a Danny Shays fan. Uh, and that, that's because my whole basketball career was within the context of Biddy Basketball at the Jewish Community Center. So every Jewish kid that played basketball, they either wanted to be Joel Kramer or Danny Shays. Most of them, Dolph Shays was too, too, too old. But what I find to be a common denominator with basketball guys that become entrepreneurs uh, the greatest ones that I know won this award. Not all of them, you know, were Michael Jordan MVPs, champions, but a lot of great entrepreneurs won this award. And I believe you won the six man award, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That role as a six man, which by the way, probably makes you sick today for what six, what the six man is paid today. <laughs> or the 11th man is don't remind me <laughs> it blows my mind i'm like i god i should have been a basketball agent what was i thinking holy moly paying that much money but what are the characteristics of the six man that is applicable to you know being an entrepreneur you know because it does take a special type of player to win that award it really does first you have to humble yourself and know that you can still have impact even though you're quote unquote, not, a, not one of the first five to try it out there and start the game. Uh, and, and I had to eat that because I started early on in my career. I was scoring over 20 points a game, uh, getting a lot of attention. And all of a sudden my coach came to me and said, I want to bring you off the bench. And it was a selfish reason why he did it too. I mean, they didn't want to pay me. Uh, that was part of it. Uh, the other part though, they felt that I could really help the team coming off the bench. And I knew I could in any kind of way I, give me the ball I'm gonna help you and instead of me fighting it instead of me you know being ticked off I embraced it and I said you know what I'm going to embarrass you for putting me on the bench that's all I'm going to embarrass you I'm gonna still leave the team with score <laughs> and and that was my whole goal uh was I never like I don't take a demotion as the end of the world it just lets me know that I'm going to show you that you're wrong nice. that's all but unfortunately for me I turned it into a role that when I retired from the NBA, I was known as the, the highest scoring six man to ever play in the NBA. And, uh, and also something I didn't like, but I was the highest scoring NBA player uh, to never make an all-star team. And that, that's something that, you know, still bothers me to this day. But that drive, that wanting to prove people wrong is what spurs me. And I know you asked me about, you know, the golf situation and I reflect yeah. back to it is that, I had to find something when I retired and golf was it like, because you can't beat it. Like you can't beat it. And lo and behold, I played with a group of guys, David, that, and it was like that in basketball too. I talked a lot of smack. I was that guy coming off the bench that would talk junk to people, try to get under their skin and on the golf course, the same way. So I transitioned that to golf and man, if you ever around watching us play golf with the group of guys I play with, you would think it was Richard Pryor reincarnated. <laughs> I mean, we have a good time. And lo and behold, you know, my entrepreneurial skills start to kick in. I'm like, Eddie, when you put so much time into things, like for me, basketball, I did the video. The video did well. It's still selling. So that helped me uh, get into the business world. And now that I'm loving golf, I've created an app uh, that's getting ready to come out here pretty soon. And believe it or not, David, it's called Combat Golf. 
Because what, you know this, right? When you step on the tee, when you get to the golf course, they give you eight minutes between tee times. A lot of times that's really 10 to 12, maybe 15 minutes. Why? Because we're bannering about how we're going to play. <laughs> we're going to bet on it, all of that. Well, my app is going to take all that out of it. It's going to really help facilitate the quickness of the start of the golf round. And it's dealing with societies. It's dealing with chat rooms before you get on the tee box. It's, it's, it's dealing with having whatever you need on the golf cart. Uh, the ladies riding around with, they're ready for you and available. Uh, it's going to be tremendous. And, and I've been working on it for two years. And my son and I, and we feel like it's ready to go. And uh, so hopefully in a week, it'll be out. It's called Combat Golf. You'll be able to get it on Apple, uh, any kind of the, the, the app-based uh, systems out there. And, man, I'm, I'm so excited for it. And you can play anywhere in the world on it, which is going to be amazing. And yeah. bringing people together to talk trash and have fun and maybe even a little gambling. Now, another talk about. Yeah, you talked about being on the tee box, and one of the things that people complain about in golf and other places is the distractions or the lack of focus because of delays. And we are becoming more and more impatient, by the way, as well. You and I are old enough to know when that internet first came out, you know, we would sit there on AOL and wait forever to download something. Now my son's like, this is taking so long. It's been like 30 seconds. I'm like, 30 seconds? <laughs> like, you, you just download an entire game. Um, but you have created our 25 as well. Uh, yeah. And now to me, it's really important because you deal with, you know, from early age startups, creating a platform that reduces the interference, reduces the attention and intention uh, that is distracted from what we want. Um, how, number one, did you come up with the idea? And two, you know, what is the, the uh, value of the app to help people improve their focus? Yeah, this is dear to my heart. And, and I'm not going to take, obviously, total credit. Uh, it's a group of guys that, uh, that I have come to know. They lived in Israel. And uh, I joined their board. Uh, I interviewed with them. I talked to them. I became an investor. And because I love what they were doing. Uh, it's called Our25.ai. We have a lot of bad artificial intelligence out here in the world. Uh, trust me, artificial intelligence is great. I mean, come on, look where we are. You and I are talking right now. That, we didn't never think that would happen on a computer. But it's also bad artificial intelligence. And, and that's the part that has taken hold of our young people. Uh, they've taken hold of employees and company that really cut down their ability to really function and do well. And what R25 does, it just reminds you of the goals that you set for yourself and to get you back on track. Uh, it's the ultimate focus and resilience app. Uh, it's just there not to intercede and, and not be a hindrance to you, but just remind you of the goals that you set. Uh, and they'll notice that if you're on your Facebook, if you're on your Twitter for longer than you stated that you would be, uh, it's going to remind you. It's going to come in. And it's going to remind you. Uh, it probably will be my voice, the voice of God coming through. Nice. You know, are you OK, David? I noticed that you've been on your Twitter account for three hours today. You did tell me that you were only going to be on there an hour. Is it something I can help you with? And it's going to be some faces on there. And you can say, if you put a frowny face, you say, would you like some help? Would you like some intervention? And if that happens, all of a sudden, I'm going to give you a test. I'm going to try to get you back on track. If we need to go further, then somebody that we have a lot of psychologists on board 
world-renowned psychologist that will intercede and will try to get you back on track. This is going to be great for students. 60% uh, of freshmen, I think, in this country are dropping out. And a lot of them because they get on a campus and they don't know how to divvy up their time. I mean, they're going to parties. They're looking at what's going on. I mean, they're away from home. And mom and dad's paying about 250000 a year to send them to school. <laughs> they need something to help these kids stay on track. And, and that's why this was invented. Uh, and Yair Natib is the CEO and founder of Our 25. Uh, and he's done a tremendous job. I am the chairman of the advisory board. I cannot believe this, David. <laughs> Eddie Johnson from Cabrini Green, inner city, okay? My nickname was Piggy growing up, okay? No if I go back to my neighborhood right now, they don't know me as Eddie Johnson. They know me as Piggy, okay? Is the chairman of a startup that's a potential billion-dollar company. I mean, I wake up sometimes, and I'm just like, I'm just so blessed and thankful that I was resilient growing up that I kept my focus, I stayed out of trouble, that I opened my eyes and my ears to people that were around me to be able to, if they called me up, the only thing they were gonna talk about is Eddie, when can we get this done? And not ask me questions about what I did in my past. And to me, man, that, that's, that, that puts me in a position of success, man, and I love it. I love it. My uh, nickname to my nieces and nephew, I'm Uncle Piggy. So we, we, must, be, <laughs> we must be related. So uh, <laughs> although my, my, my jump shot is not like Fast Eddie's name, the greatest jump shot uh, percentage wise that high scoring. La last question, real quick advice. You know, you've been repurposing yourself your entire career as a player into, you know, an analyst, into an entrepreneur, but always repurposing to the better, better yourself in different ways. Um, I see that as a missing component when we're giving advice. So if you had you know, some advice to give to young entrepreneurs or young athletes or young musicians, you know, what advice would that be? What would that priority be for that young individual today that could help assist them in accelerating towards what they want? One, I would say surround yourself with people that are climbing that ladder with you and not behind you. Yeah. Well, you can turn to your left or right or maybe look up and say, OK, this is the person that's there with me. And that guy up there, man, he's just I'm maybe I'm not working hard enough. And I want to attach myself to that guy. I mean, that was my main thought growing up when I wanted to play this game of basketball. And then when I retired, when I wanted to get into business, is that I want to attach myself to people that know it, that, that, that are better than me, that are smarter than me. Like, for me, someone told me this long time ago, they said, man, attach yourself to people that are smarter than you, not people that you're smarter than. Because it's okay to be led when you're not that experienced at it. And that's what I would tell people. My daughter's a great singer right now. She just released a new album. Uh, her name is Jade, and her song is called Contact. You want to check that out on all the music-based systems. That's my plug for my daughter as we do yeah. this for our kids. Uh, and that's what she's done. She's attached herself to everybody in LA. She started her own label uh, to be able to not have to rely on record companies to siphon all her money and learn the business and come out with a tremendous product. And, and, and she learned that from me. 
And so I had to give back to the things that I've learned. So I would tell young people, you know, you got to align yourself with people and then you got to work your butt off. And you cannot you know, take criticism, but you got to take that criticism and go work with it and understand it. Just don't take it for granted. Don't take it like it's a definite thing because that person might be envious. You don't know, but you just keep pushing and you don't give up. People tried to get me to give up, man. And I just, I could not do it. And that's what I would tell young people. You have a goal, you have something that you want to accomplish. Man, don't you let anybody take that from you. That is not no, because basically they don't want you to get it. They're either going to ride with you or they're going to walk away. And, and I'll tell you this, and I'll end it with this, David. All of my friends I grew up with, and I hate to say this, but I had to. I have one friend from my childhood, one, that I communicate with. And it's unfortunate, but I had to separate myself because I wanted to succeed. And, and that's what I would tell young people. You know, use the people around you. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Fastest way to get to where you want to be is find someone that's already there. Ask them for directions. The humility, the incredible resilience, enjoying the consistent every day, persistent no matter what age we are, pursuit of our new potentials. Check out Combat Golf app. It's coming out soon. Hour 25, I'm going to be sending out to all my community because I believe in what you pay attention to plus what you give your intention to equals the coincidences in your life. There are no luck. It's no accident. It's where that preparation meets uh, that luck and that opportunity as you've shown throughout your entire career. 17-year NBA veteran, the sixth man himself, incredible analyst, but also now entrepreneur. Eddie Johnson, thank you so much for joining me.